Welcome to the DC Animated Movie Show, a YouTube series and podcast for the prestigious ongoing catalog of DC Animated Movies. I am your host, Benjamin David. We are live here on Instagram at BatmanBeyondMedia with our IG Q&A on Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. We asked you guys on Instagram which DC Animated Movie we should talk about this week, and overwhelmingly, and rightfully, Apocalypse War was suggested. Uh, we got questions, we got answers. We're going to have a ton of fun talking about this giant of a decam. The audio from this will be on our DC Animated Movie Show podcast, uh, so if you're live with us here on Instagram, please let us know what you thought of JL Dark Apocalypse War. Feel free to chime in on the Q&A, but please hang tight while I get through the pod intro, and then we'll get to your questions. Please subscribe to the pod if you don't already. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and again, we are DC Animated Movie Show. Don't forget about the DCAMS YouTube series. You can find that on our Above and Batman Beyond YouTube channel, uh, so please be sure to subscribe there as well so you don't miss an ep. And speaking of DCAMs, last few episodes we've been talking Aquaman and animation. Uh, first we covered the recently released images of the upcoming HBO Max miniseries. <laughs> I make a face because they don't look good, these images. Uh, Aquaman King of Atlantis. And then last episode was from our 10 minute or less audio video bite series here on our YouTube channel, Above and Batman Beyond. And last week we covered 2015's Justice League Throne of Atlantis, a far superior <laughs> project I'm sure. So please consider subscribing to the channel for that same episode in its original video form, uh, as well as a bunch of other DCAM vids. There's a ton of awesome DC animated movie stuff on there. And just today, in fact, we posted, uh, to shift gears a little bit to live action, we just posted the podcast version of my review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. I unexpectedly love that movie. Uh, so subscribe to the YouTube channel, it's on there, and it's also in video podcast form. Uh, that was from our other podcast, just like the YouTube channel, we are Above and Batman Beyond, so please please subscribe to that pod as well. You can find that show on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So again, today we have our IG Q&A on Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, hearing your thoughts and Q&A, uh, I should say, and questions on this fantastic animated film. I'm so happy you guys uh, voted for this. It is a favorite of mine. Thanks beyond to everyone who participated, uh, 2020's Justice League Dark Apocalypse War is now streaming on HBO Max, along with the entire Decamu, in fact, so the entire DC animated movie universe for which Apocalypse War is the grand 15-film finale. Uh, as I mentioned, most people on Instagram seem to love this movie, myself included, so this is going to be an awesome Q&A. So for the pod listeners, if you don't already, please follow us on Instagram. We are at Batman Beyond Media, and be sure to join us uh, for our next Q&A. And also, uh, we have an Instagram for the show itself. Follow us there as well. We are at DC Animated Movie Show. Please stay tuned to our YouTube channel. Again, that's Above and Batman Beyond. And stay tuned here at the podcast for even more JS World War II coverage to come. Justice Society World War II. Cannot wait for this movie. Including our upcoming behind-the-scenes coverage of the movie. Uh, and if you don't already... If, sorry. Uh, and if you haven't already heard our podcast trailer reaction for that movie a couple weeks back, go back and check that out as well. Uh, finally, one last thing before we get started. Thank you once again for your patience on this episode, as well as last. I know I promised we would be back on our regular Monday pod schedule. Today is Tuesday, but unfortunately, I'm still feeling kind of sick. I am getting retested for COVID this week since it's been three weeks at this point. I still have no sense of smell, so that's kind of weird and scary. Uh, and I really want to figure this out so I can put out great content for you guys and stop giving excuses. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys again for your patience while I figure this thing out and hopefully get better soon. All right, all you protectors of Earth, or the few of us left, <laughs> let's get to the Q&A, see what you guys had to say about Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. All right, intro's over. Let's see who's on Instagram. What up, what up? OS Joker 93 Iron Man uh, Inc. I'm assuming that's Iron Man Incorporated. Gamerish. Sarah Equestrian, Nyan Green, what up, what up, what up, everybody. What did you guys think of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, last year's amazing DC animated movie? All right, for those of us joining us here on Instagram, thank you for your patience. Once again, uh, please feel free to drop us a question anytime. Once again, let us know what you thought of JL Dark Apocalypse War. Uh, so what we're going to do is go through our IG polls and Q&A, uh, during which time I'll also give you my thoughts on the movie. Up front for me... Best movie of 2020. Like, we did a um, top five, it was all the five, uh, of the DCAM, DC animated movies that came out in 2020. Um, and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, hands down, was the best. You know, Superman 
Red Sun was excellent. Uh, it was right under that, number two. But, I mean, this movie, I, I just couldn't believe. Like, as I say in that video, it's on our YouTube channel. <laughs> Quick plug, uh, of course, you got to do that. On Above and Batman Beyond. But, uh, yeah, check out the video for that. And I think, yeah, there's also a podcast episode. I did an audio version of that, too. Um, and uh, so, yeah, as I put it in the video, the endgame level finale of seven years, 15 films, Apocalypse War somehow included everyone we met along the way, from the Batman characters, Superman characters, the Justice League, Teen Titans, and Suicide Squad in one movie. Uh, and it didn't feel overstuffed. Like, that was the other thing I said in the review. I, I just can't, or in the countdown. I cannot believe that that movie wasn't overstuffed, but it wasn't. Pretty nuts. Um, so, yeah. And I have a correction from that video as well. If you watch that video, I say seven years, 14 films. It's actually 15 films. Um, yeah, and I only, you know, so the other thing I say in the video too is that I only like half cared about this universe, this Dekamu, the DC animated movie universe. Sometimes people call it the Tuckerverse. Uh, for me, it's like, you know, not take it or leave it. I like it a little better than that, I'd say. But it was not like the greatest thing in the world to me but the way that they tied again 15 films all together with it was incredible um it was a really good really good job of writing and everything action you know i thought it was a little too gory which we'll get to in a second uh, but that's just up front how enthusiastic i personally am about apocalypse war and once again why i'm so happy that you guys voted for it <laughs> so as always we start with a poll first uh who's a fan of J.L. Daw. It actually takes less time to say Apocalypse War. Who's a fan of Apocalypse War? 82% at Batman Beyond Media. Me over not me. So only 18% not me. Um, that's pretty overwhelming, I'd say. Let's do another poll, and then we'll get to some Q's and some A's. Uh, were you a fan of the graphic violence in this movie? I just talked about this. 80% uh, said yes. So I'm not... I guess I'm in the minority... I didn't, I guess I didn't, I didn't hate it. Maybe in a poll it's unfair to say, what did I say, were you a fan? I wasn't not a fan, so maybe that's not like entirely accurate, but I just feel like it went a little overboard even for that universe. Like there was always kind of blood in that universe, but people getting ripped apart and, but I guess it's just showing you the ugliest. And this is, I should say, spoiler Q&A throughout. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Three, two, one, spoiler. If you have not seen Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, again, it's the endgame of the Dekamu. If there's anything you don't watch, spoiler-wise, it's this. Uh, turn off this podcast. Turn off this Instagram video. Watch that movie and come back. Because I'm going to spoil the hell out of this. Three, two, one. Uh, you know, it's showing you the worst of the worst before they bring it back full circle. And this is the other thing that amazed me about it was that Flashpoint Paradox technically begins that universe. You know, even though Justice League War was kind of the first Justice League that we knew for the Dekamu, you know, in terms of character design and stuff like that, it really begins with the Flashpoint of the movie Flashpoint Paradox, obviously. So like it calling back to Barry, Alley, Barry Allen wiping out existence at the end, I think the graphic violence was just to be like, this is the worst it could possibly get for a DC universe. <laughs> and why, like, doing another Flashpoint, while it might seem a cop-out, um, it's the best reason to do it. And also, you began your universe with a Flashpoint, so it kind of, it's not that cop-out-ish, I don't think. So, ask us something about Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I'm going to put my brain to work. I don't know why I'm doing this. This is why I like Q&A, so I don't have to think. Uh... <laughs> Favorite scene. I did think about this because uh, I had to. It's it's a tie between, uh, and this didn't hit me until like kind of the third to fourth. I've probably seen this honestly five to six times because it's so amazing. Uh, until like my third, and this is as a Bat fan, you know, you'd think it would be this. But I was never like huge into the Jason O'Mara kind of Grant Morrisonian uh, slash New 52 Batman that they did in this. I didn't hate it, but like... I just wasn't, you know, enamored with it. And I thought Damien was Damien. I'm not a big Damien Wayne fan to begin with. But I think this did this universe did an excellent job with the project that they had. They were like, look, we're going to do Damien, whether you like it or not. We're doing the Grant Morrison, Son of Batman stuff. Uh, and I, I think they did a great job. Like, Son of Batman in particular, I think, is fantastic. And going back, especially now, now that I have the, the podcast in particular, like, it... <laughs> 
Justice, not vengeance. Again, spoilers, Damien dying in his father's arms, like, slash, you know, uh, what's her name, uh, Raven. I mean, that shit was, after he sacrifices himself for his father, after they were just fighting, and his father was just, like, a soldier of dark side before breaking free. All of that. Like, he still could have been such a Damian Wayne dickhead, and full circle storytelling back to 2014's second movie of the Dekamu, Son of Batman, Justice Not Vengeance. That, like, callbacks to movies that came out seven, eight years ago at this point is, uh, is pretty nuts. <laughs> I guess at that point, seven years, seven or, yeah, six years, doesn't matter. You, you know what I mean. So it's a toss-up between that scene, and that's why, uh, at the end, Robin breaking Batman free. And also, Batman realizing, like, coming to and being broken of Darkseid, like, that can't be an easy spell to break. Being broken of the spell of Darkseid, servant... And going like, no, if you kill me, you're going to do the opposite of what you've been fighting against. And he has the flashback of his parents. Uh, I mean, that's really good shit. <laughs> so, and again, justice, not vengeance. So it ties both of their stories together perfectly. Uh, even just good Batman storytelling overall. So I'm always good for good Batman storytelling. Maybe that's why it's at the top. But I, I included that because that one snuck up on me. What I always liked, favorite scene hands down from the whole movie and still probably beats out even the Batman stuff, is Etrigan v. Darkseid. And I'm surprised it's not in, well, I asked you guys' favorite part. Um, good God. I mean, that is just, it might be oversimplified, and that's why I'm surprised it's not in there. It seems like what would be one of the most popular scenes. Very end, it's just like, that's exactly, it's a cool, like what Joker says at the end of Dark Knight, this is what happens when a, when an immovable object see, uh comes against an unstoppable force like the force of batman and joker coming together it's just they're they're doomed to do this forever because their power levels are almost identical even though they're opposites old gods new gods etrigan or sorry not etrigan uh trigon did i say etrigan before i hope i said trigon v dark side <laughs> i've meant the whole time trigon v dark side at the very end of jail dark apocalypse war uh trigon v dark side like it, you know, old gods, new gods. So, and that's so, when these two forces meet, that's how it would be. It would be like, no, you bow to me. And only one person gets to stand. <laughs> when, you know, if you're one of those two guys, it's like, no, no, everyone kneels but me. Uh, so that's what would happen if those two individuals came. That is just such a good writing idea, I think. I, I don't, shamefully, I, I don't know enough about the DC Comics to know if those two have ever gone up together, but... That fight, like, there should have been a, a fucking commentator. Joe Rogan should have come in and commentated on that fight. And then he thanks his daughter Raven and ties up the story of Teen Titans all the way back to, you know, Judas Contract and, uh, uh, what's the other one? You know what I'm talking about. I wasn't a huge fan of those. Uh, oh, sorry, the, I think the very first one was Justice League v Teen Titans when we meet Raven in the, in the very beginning. Voiced by actually, I forget her name, actual name, but that's Vera Farmiga's little sister. So Vera Farmiga, I think she's playing uh, Tony Soprano's mom in the new prequel coming up. But she was also like, you know, the love interest in The Departed. Great actress. That's her little sister. She's and it's her sister. You think it's her mom? She's twenty-one year old, uh, twenty-one year difference. Of Vera Farmiga, I, th I forget her little sister's name. But anyway, quick uh, casting fact about Raven, and I think she did a fantastic job when she's like. She got all pissed when Robin dies. She's like, oh, he's coming. <laughs> like when uh, when Trigon is just like bursting through the uh, the stone in her head and shit. And then she's like calling to Constantine like he's coming. <laughs> so then Constantine has to do that spell to contain him before. But when Trigon thanks his daughter for putting going like, thank you for putting me up against Darkseid. This asshole who thinks I'm going to bow to him like... This is the great, and he even says, like, this is the, thank you, daughter. This is the greatest gift you could have ever given me. That is just, like, such good, I mean, what we always say and why I think it's like an, an oversimplified thing that I like of what would happen with this guy v. this guy. It's like the classic, you know, the, the power levels would never blah, 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 like how what nerds always joke about. Uh, I just love that this is uh, in this movie, but in a really good way. And especially to wrap up this whole universe. Because it really was. Once we meet Trigon, he is the other, like, we meet the old god. First, 
it's dark side. He's our first villain of the Dekamu. And then we meet Trigon. So that, like to wrap up a universe with the two of them and then Trigon just ripping his ass into uh, the boom tube into nothingness or whatever. Like that's how you end a fucking DC epic. Uh, that's, that's a good end to your, that's a good end game of, of uh, the Dekamu. So let's do another question. Um, enough about me. I asked you guys, what did you think about the Superman story in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? Um, amazing. I like when they remake Superman like Snyder because some people think he is boring. Um, right. Some people think he's like a Boy Scout. So when you make him badass like Zack Snyder does uh, and do things almost in, like in an injustice type way, very much the, what's it called, the nightmare sequence of... Uh, Snyder Cut was, you know, almost directly in, in an injustice uh, nod, or I should say homage, or paid homage to it. A, sorry, uh, amazing. I like when they remake Superman. Oh, people think he's boring. Yeah, um, I agree. Like, it's not an easy character to write. I, I listened to this podcast, Hall of Justice, shout out to him, and he always talks about that character, like, and I forget who he always cites, but that someone said that character is very hard to write for and his response is good like that's our Moses essentially and uh it should be hard to write that character so I like that um I like when you see different sides of Superman like this some people complain that we've gotten a little too much bad Superman but we have a lot of opportunity for Superman so I I I don't dislike it and that was from Nahuelito uh underscore Kuhn and thank you so much for your uh participation there uh and uh sorry ninja nerd podcast shout out to the ninja nerd podcast the fellow caster of the pod i want to see this this v versus evil superman in dceu loved it um maybe you meant to say dark side versus evil superman not sure because that scene was badass too when it was like a trigon bad superman (laughs) hybrid fighting fucking dark side that was bad ace and of course soups v dark side you know as not much of a superman fan as as i think that's probably my favorite moment is not when he's like the trigon hybrid but just superman v dark side it was kind of like in justice league in uh in the snyder cut i should say that until they got like superman they were they felt fucked they were like we until we have this guy on our side like the power levels aren't evening out with Steppenwolf and Darkseid's boys here. So let's uh, let's get this guy back from that. So much so they needed to resurrect <laughs> their Moses, their Christ character. I guess more Moses. Uh, thoughts on the Batman story? Ninja Nerd Podcast. One, two, three, four, five fire emojis. That is all. Agreed. I mean, for Darkseid to harness... Like the intelligence, and I'll go to someone else before I start talking about myself. Uh, Nahuelito.kun, once again, uh, like when he sat on Metron's chair. Yeah, I think Metreon, I forget the name of that exact chair, but that is like iconic to the whole uh, apocalyptian mythos uh, is that chair, and, and for Batman to sit there and be this source of intelligence for Darkseid to take over the entire Justice League and use Batman as essentially the intelligence and communication is the most hardcore metal thing to to Batman ever because that would be that's his superpower if he does have a superpower it's his intelligence it's his god level intelligence so Darkseid's like I'll use you for that um, for your intelligence Uh, sorry what was this next answer like when he said oh we did that other answer yeah it was about the chair so I said what we should have probably already talked about (laughs) This movie, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, is really Constantine's movie. Uh, So I said, thoughts on the Constantine story. Ninja Nerd Podcast. Sad ending for a character that's been through so much. Um, It is, yeah. I mean, it's sad for literally everyone. (laughs) Everyone gets flashpointed. Or just completely, you know, really messed up throughout the whole movie. What up, the Red Wolf? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that movie, it's it's sad. It's a very sad movie, but I think it's really good. Uh, Nahuelito, once again, funny and lovely. 
Yeah, I mean, in some ways, the Flashpoint does have, like, that. I did just say it's depressing and sad, but one of the reasons I do like it is because the Flashpoint does have the double-edged, uh, maybe double-edged sword is the wrong way to look at it, but it has the half, uh, glass half-empty uh, way of looking at it in so far as, what up, Ninja Nerd Podcast? We were just talking about you and a bunch of your questions just now. You said it was a sad ending uh, for Constantine. I said, you know, how did you feel about the Constantine arc? And you said... Sad ending for a character that's been through so much. Uh, I was just saying I agree, but then someone else said funny and lovely. It's interesting that the Flashpoint could give you, like, in, because it's a clean slate, you could be like, oh, that movie's hopeful, but it's also really depressing. <laughs> like, I saw some people say depressing. I didn't personally, I, when I first read that, I was like, huh, I guess it is, because, you know, it's not like a promise that once they go through the Flashpoint, everything's going to be better in this other universe. But it's it's interesting that they did, like, give you this whole movie to show you, like, whatever it is, it's got to be better than this. <laughs> I can look around. Um, ugh, that's so ugly. When the whole Justice League War is, like, half apocalyptic and mangled and, you know, turned into crab-looking metal fucking robots. Ugh, it's, it's rough. So, my favorite character, sorry, my favorite member of this ensemble, so this is a picture that I posted of Jail Dark Apocalypse War on Instagram, our main heroes, the Justice League of this movie, which is, uh, you know, scarred Superman, full of kryptonited, green-eyed Superman, Robin, uh, sorry, Raven and Raven, and then Etrigan and of course John Constantine. So my favorite member of this ensemble out of those five characters, uh, Constantine. That's from Ninja Nerd Podcast. Uh, N. G. Jordy, Etrigan. He was so great. I loved Etrigan in this movie. I really did. You know, at the very end, when he's what is the rhyme that he says? Is like uh, something. Something, something, and it was fun. Like, I think now my my time is done. Something, something, it was fun. Liked it. A Ninja Nerd podcast here on Instagram. It definitely was hopeful, but Zatanna, sad. Yeah, the Zatanna thing is sad, and I like that they did that with Zatanna, too. That, like, she is dead, you know? Like, he even went, and they proved it, because it's like, he goes to the afterlife. She is still there. And that that was also one of the things that they used to drive his guilt. Um, but it was cool as a plot device at the end, or whatever you want to call it, a good sci-fi device to, to drive home, like, oh no, she's gone. Here's the rules. Like, you know. So yes, it was very sad for her. Um, it's also sad for most of the Justice League. Like, this, ugh. And, like, all the Teen Titans getting murked. Like, that's fucked up. You're going to kill all the teens of all people? Like, Wow. Uh, or are three, two, one. What up, man? Waving to the crowd, uh, <laughs> digital crowd, the virtual crowd. I have someone who said, uh, Shway Seth. That sounds like a Batman Beyond fan. I'm going to take a wild guess. Damien low key. I'm, I'm still trying to learn low key cause I'm in my thirties. Uh, I guess people in their early thirties might say low key. I just, I guess that means like kind of, or very, or. Uh, does that mean like more like definitely Damien or does that mean not so much Damien like low key not so much but definitely Damien I don't know uh, fill me in on low key I'd like to learn some more about it uh, Raven and Etrigan you can't pick two man alright it had to only be one what up Gorilla Grodd comics alright next question next question ladies and gentlemen Everybody pay attention. Thoughts on Jail Dark Apocalypse War at the end of... Sorry. So thoughts on this movie as the end of the Dekamu cinematic universe. So what did you guys think of this as the ending, the grand finale? Uh, if you will open. Bitter, excuse me, bittersweet, good closure. It is bittersweet. I think that was a perfect way to put it. Um, Ninja Nerd Podcast, thank you. And as you said, like it definitely is hopeful, but Zatanna... <laughs> Uh, that was a good point, and the Flashpoint does make for, as we said before, Bittersweet's a perfect sum-up of it. Nahuelito, uh, risky but effective, if you like this type of OS stories, of uh, other other world, uh, Elseworld stories, I'm assuming you mean? Yeah, it's, you know, if you look at it as an Elseworld, um, 
and that it's over and that it's flashpointed and that it which and flashpoint also implies that there's a multiverse um which is also ties into justice society world war ii since barry allen is one of the stars of that movie and you know drives the plot it seems i'm looking forward to the possibility of i don't want it to like necessarily be the barry allen from the decamu but just somehow that it's you know a barry allen because of the flashpoint from the end of apocalypse war that that ripped open uh just access i guess to this other place and then like a barry allen animated in that style is able to i don't know show up for whatever reason i just don't necessarily want it to be like i don't know who the hell knows it would be nuts to see like the phil barossa character design next to the cell shaded design like phil barossa did the character designs of all the decamu stuff to see his work next to like if that's the post credit sequence is you know like some other flashpoint type event i mean that's how flashpoint paradox ended was the parademons come through and then that's the setup for the decamu like that's that animation style and everything like that um and that's why that movie is kind of a soft reboot this is a hard reboot but not reboot but just now you have a multiverse and that's what's so cool about uh well again barry allen could be a cop out now there's the possibility for an animated multiverse and i talked about this on the you know, so a lot of this I've already covered in the Justice Society World War II episode, but it's really exciting to think about that now not only we've gotten a universe, but it's over. And then, like, why else would Barry Allen be one of the main characters? I'm excited to see that. Um, and it says that, oh, that's right, that's what it is. Barry Allen is vacationing in the beginning in Metropolis. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, like, it's just one of the Barry Allen's it's a Barry Allen from the Superman Man of Tomorrow universe. And that's like almost uh, positive. Like everyone's almost positive about that. My favorite part of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War is I like when they are Napolito. I like when they are hiding from Darkseid. I love when some something is apparently uh, lost and then they come. And they come back maybe. Um yeah, dude. I mean, that's what's pretty crazy about this movie is that it's it's very Terminator-ish, right? Uh, Darkseid is Skynet in this because, you know, you have to be in hiding in this kind of apocalypse after literally when he's made it apocalyptian. Uh, but yeah, like this kind of when Earth is in the shit that it's in from Darkseid's takeover of Earth uh, when this movie begins, it's like you know, yeah, it's dark and you're going to be hiding all the time and living almost like rats <laughs> like they are in the first Terminator. It's, uh, that was good. I like that. Uh, favorite Etrigan line. This was fun. Ninja nerd. Uh, finally, a challenge. <laughs> yes, when Etrigan is at uh, the son of Batman at the the all ghoul compound which i'm pretty sure is the same place from again because this movie was a, such a tying up loose end callback type movie full circle ending uh type movie that that's the son of batman raz al ghoul temple uh i'm almost positive it's league of shadows league of assassins i think they call it in this universe but yeah when i forget what exactly so he's fighting a bunch of people and then i think his first challenge was shiva or robin i i forget but yeah, that was hilarious. Because before that, it was just... Now, no offense to Batman characters, but it's a bunch of ninjas, and it's Etrigan the Demon. He's just going to smash human ninjas. Whereas, I think... Again, this movie is so big. I should know. I've seen it like six times. What he fights, but it was uh, extra challenge and almost supernatural, I think. So that's good shit. And then I also... I think my favorite ones are just how... When Etrigan's just like, I like him. I really like him with Robin. How Robin's just like, if you defy me in any way, I will kill you. And he's just like, I won't kill you yet. Just so upfront about like, I will murder you. And Etrigan, I like him. And then he says something else later on, and there's just another callback to it. I really like him. Really good uh, Etrigan comedy, I thought. I like that there was humor in this too. It, it needed some. It didn't need like comedy, but uh, it 
It did need some humor, some fucking levity, for sure. Um, uh, what was the question before this? I apologize for the awkwardness here. Although today I was very organized. I made sure before I got on here that everything was in order before I uh, went online. So my favorite part of Just Seek Dark Apocalypse War is, once again, back to that. We have another answer up here that I did not see. Uh, at Batman Beyond. At Batman underscore beyond underscore fan page, Eli Benson, uh, one of my best friends in the world and co-host here on the channel, on Above and Batman Beyond, he said, love the book-endedness of it. Yes, his favorite part of Jail Dark Apocalypse War is that it really is a bookend. Again, it calls back all the way to 2014 Son of Batman, all the way back to the very beginning with, uh, you know, if you literally want to bookend with Flashpoint once again, but then the Son of Batman stuff. Then you have, you know, the, the Justice League stuff with Justice League War. Then you had the Teen Titans stuff. Then you had the Suicide Squad, and then, and then, and then. Um, and it was interesting, even the Suicide Squad. Like, it, you probably could have gotten away with not including them. But at, at, at a certain point, they were probably just like, fuck it. Like, let's just include everyone at this point. Um, because, and I say that about Suicide Squad, not as to, to knock them. It's just because... That movie was very isolated from the rest of the Dekamu. Like, we only really met them in Hell to Pay. That was it. And we only really knew it was connected to the Dekamu because there was uh, Thomas C. Thomas Howell returned as, uh, sorry, as Eobard Thawne reverse Flash. And we got, you know, essentially the same villain as, as we got from Flashpoint. So that's kind of how the only way we knew... And going even deeper, once again, Flashpoint was also like a, is it DeCamu? Is it not? No one was quite sure. Of course, it definitely is. But, you know, it's a, once again, very bookended type movie. Uh, so to bring even the Suicide Squad in at the end was, or in, in, in this movie, I should say, was really good. Um, so now we have... Batman V, this is from, uh, again, another favorite moment of Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. A Ninja Nerd podcast, Batman V, Robin, and Wonder Woman against the other mind-controlled members. Yeah, so like how Darkseid, you know, reprograms, which is just his move of reprogramming people and creatures and all the sentient beings he can get his hands on to take away both their free will and kill two birds with one stone with creating a video game villain uh, of which he could just have thousands of these assholes uh aka parademons right so but when he's got the justice league he wants to put them to use so he really uh, these mind controlled apocalyptian versions of the justice league was really metal to see it was sick seeing like you know me i mean this is a jack kirby character the kirby circuits my tattoo not to show off but i, I just i'm obsessed with that style of art that tech based kind of mid-century new gods fourth world uh it is as metal as it gets and and as uh just comic book myth myth as it gets right so i i love the circle that they incorporated some of that circuit circle stuff with uh i should say a lot of the circles in the art <laughs> from the circuit type art with um with Apocalypse, I like that that was in the Parademons and stuff. And I'm not a huge Parademon fan. Like, I think that you kind of got to do them right to... They're hard to make interesting. You know, it's a video game villain, which I was what I was saying in my uh, Snyder Cut uh, review, is that I'm amazed that Zack Snyder made fucking Parademons interesting to me uh, because they never really are, essentially. And, and the Harley Quinn series, that's the other... For whatever reason, I love the Parademons in that show. They were really good. But yeah, so uh, when he mind controls, like he turns Mira into, like essentially takes the, once again, powers of the Justice League and, and, and perverts them, not in a literal perversion. I mean, like the definition of perversion is just to uh, kind of, uh, you know, corrupt something and turn it into something an evil version of something, right? So it's like this huge snake of a sea creature type thing with uh, with Mira and Wonder Woman was deprogrammed. And then I just love how, I forget which character like deprogrammed her with the lasso of truth, but that was so sick. Like, who are you? 
I am Diana of the Mascara. And she busts out of the mind control. That's how badass Wonder Woman and, you know, of course, Rosario's, Rosario's uh, delivery and performance throughout the Dekama with that character. They did an amazing job, I thought, with Wonder Woman. I was a big fan of Bloodlines. I was a big fan of her in, you know, Justice League War. They did a really good uh, job with Wonder Woman throughout, including this. Uh, we do have a couple more polls, and then we are out of here. Um, did you like the look of Apocalypse in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? So the shot that I have on Instagram, to be clear, is not the exterior, let's call it, of Apocalypse. Uh, it's not the whole burning moon planet of evil. Um, this is kind of a, let's call it, cityscape of, like, Darkseid's temple with that, you know, huge road that leads up to it, this evil-looking... 91% um, said yes. So I guess I'm in the 9%. <laughs> And this is where polls, I think, somehow are not uh, the best, but they do get a lot of engagement, so I like them. Look, I don't, I didn't dislike it. I just thought that um, it's way more up my alley than like what we saw in Snyder Cut, and that was a criticism. Is I like that movie overall. Again, very surprised to have liked it, but even from the images from the get go, I'm not a fan of Dark Side being that like primal looking. I didn't like that. Apocalypse seems kind of like Game of Thrones-ish. Uh, I am more into... I understand it's a god, so even a new god could be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years old, versus old gods go back billions of years, probably. Uh, I get it, it's a god, but it's still, like, supposed to be tech-based. So, you know, like, I like that in the Snyder Cut you had the the ships were had, like, a bunch of smoke and shit because they're tech-powered. They're not, like, magic-powered. That's cool that you, like acknowledged it and they had this like very analog looking tech it was obvious that dark side was high tech but i like this approach more that they were like it's tech tech um and again like the kirby circuits and shit like the batman beyond looking type stuff that you could see is very much just this dc uh jack kirby tech right so I do like the approach. I just felt like it was a bit too... I can't explain it, but maybe a bit too clean. Um, it just should have been a little more smoky. Like, they had smoke in there, I want to say. And, and uh, you know, it just should have been a little dirty industry, I guess. It was a little too clean for my taste. Um, but And I think this is a criticism to level almost against the way the vehicles look in this whole universe. And a lot of the DC animated movies, unfortunately, they just haven't gotten vehicles down. When it looks a little too digital, I guess is my problem. This just looked a little too digital. Um, but for all places, it is Apocalypse once again. It's as teched out as it gets. So um, let let me not, you know, I, I'm not. I'm still bowing to Darkseid here. Darkseid still is. All right, guys, let's get that straight. Uh, did you agree with Superman's initial plan to attack Apocalypse? Head on. This is our last question. Uh, I should say our last poll and question of the night. Um, oh, actually, no. There was two more questions that people asked me. I didn't want to talk about myself too much in this, but uh, I guess we'll go out with my questions, but do this poll first. Did you guys agree with Superman's initial plan to attack Apocalypse head on? So this was controversial, like, and, and it was funny. See, I love polls like this because they go back and forth uh, sometimes. In the beginning of the day, it was like overwhelming, like 67, 70%. Yes, they agreed with his initial attack. Because if you remember, Superman's on the offense in the beginning of this movie. Like, I even, as a joke, uh, when I did the 2020 countdown of best to worst, because that, I, I should have mentioned when I was plugging the video before that it was the countdown, but it was best to worst. So, like, uh, and the fact that obviously, and so I, I made the joke, like, throughout the video that this is the worst year ever so i was like 2020 we totally miss you <laughs> like that was the opening joke uh so when i say we totally miss you it's superman pounding down on you know the metal like he does right before that counter and whatever it was i think in the in the um the watchtower but he just pounds this piece of metal and it's funny that lex luthor was the one who was like maybe we shouldn't do a full frontal like uh full frontal that's not what i meant to say <laughs> hey uh full front attack on 
maybe that is the term. I don't know. Now I'm just my mind's in the gutter. I guess. Uh, what what do you call full offensive on apocalypse on dark side of all people? Like we're probably gonna lose. Which Luthor was right, but <laughs> it's funny that Luthor was the one who was like, maybe we should think about this, and then Superman like literally puts his fist down. I think that was the on the nose symbolism there of like, fuck no, we attack, we start the fight. Because this guy has gone too far. Like, he keeps taking these worlds around us, and we're going to be next. So it's either us or them. And it was, you know, it's controversial. It's very much like, uh, do we drop the bomb or not? <laughs> like, there's going to, I shouldn't laugh, but it's, it's one of the, I laugh because it's, like, impossible to answer that question, right? Because if you do have a threat like Darkseid, he was the threat of the entire Dekamu. Uh So sorry, I still haven't even given you the answer yet. 33% said, yes, you agree. 67% uh, said no. Um, but I guess I went into all that because uh, it's, again, it's hard to answer that. But it, it's interesting that, like, at the end, most people were kind of like, nah, that, that, this is debatable, right? I mean, it is. It's not like you can't convince me to attack Apocalypse, but, uh, you know really this is your plan to go after dark side uh so it's interesting that 67 percent disagreed with superman how dare you guys uh bat lantis on instagram no it was suicide yeah <laughs> yeah i agree that is suicide so that's funny they get like the suicide squad to join them that was some good uh irony or coincidence whatever you want to call it uh to finish out once again i didn't want to just do my own answers but i did ask you guys to ask me a question which was uh ask us anything about just the dark apocalypse war i did my favorite scene in the beginning uh did you like here's another one from nahuelito uh actually let's go down to another uh person here d only jenna how did you feel about the death of the teen titans especially starfire gutted and ripped apart yeah i mean this was like where the dismemberment of the Justice League and the Teen Titans, uh, you know, by Paradooms. I don't know how necessary that all was. I And, like, all the F-bombs that were dropped in this, it just didn't... I don't know. This is coming from a guy from New Jersey who, you know, says fuck in his DC Animation podcasts. But I just don't know how much I need it and how much it serves the story. And once again, I get... It, as I said earlier in the podcast, that, all right, you're showing us the worst example to make another Flashpoint, like, kind of, uh, to justify another Flashpoint, how anything could be better than this. So, on that scale, I get it, of bad, like, let's show you the worst the DC animated, or the DC universe can be, you know, uh, all right, sure, dismember the Teen Titans, but damn, like... You're seeing the guts, all that stuff. So how do I feel about it? I think it's a little too far. Yeah. Uh, I also think more Teen Titans should have survived. Like, essentially, you have Robin who's left, and then you have Raven. I think that's it. Am I wrong? Like, isn't that the only people out of that who survived? So <laughs> that didn't seem very uh, fair. What up, Fetty Fair and Messiah? Um that could be a writing thing of like look we already have all these other characters to serve give us a freaking break and you're probably right i should finally this is it for the night ladies and gentlemen uh nahuelito.kun uh, did you like a lot of the characters did you like a lot of the characters died in a second personally i enjoy it um some of the characters died in a second i guess you mean like how the Batgirl of Burnside that we got for two minutes, uh, voiced by Peyton List. Fun fact, both Peyton Lists, apparently there's two Peyton Lists, and both of them were cast in the Hush movie. One of them voiced the older Poison Ivy, uh, so it was an older person. The old, So older Peyton List voiced Poison Ivy, and younger Peyton List voiced Batgirl of Burnside uh, style. Batgirl, the Batgirl that we got in... Uh, Hush, who was also introduced at the end of Bad Blood, who also, for the third quick side note here, I don't, you know, sub-tangent, uh, she, why didn't we get more of her throughout the Dekamu? Like, 
I love that design of Batgirl. And she again, she was introduced at the end of uh, Bad Blood. That movie always has a special place in my heart. I think it's the best of the Batman movies, if not one of the best of the Dekamu. Um, even though, again, I'm not a big Batman fan of this, but... <laughs> That's a Nightwing movie. Uh, maybe that's why I like it so much. It's the Bat Family. Batman's in actually very little of that movie. Um, I just think we should have gotten more of Batgirl. If she's going to be introduced at the end of that, uh, and you're also going to have like... Oh, sorry. I also went to the premiere of that, as I, as I always brag about. But yeah, it, it's just a really good movie. Uh, but anyway, like, why not give us more of that? So to see in this, she gets ripped apart in like two seconds. And she doesn't even have, like, a speaking part. Um, yeah, you... Like, it was a way of wrapping up the universe. Uh, of going, like, here's... We're going to show you what happens to everybody. And that might just involve them being killed. They might not even have a speaking part. But this is our way of wrapping up the universe. What happened to this person? This is what happened. A paradoom rips them apart and guts them. Shazam! Boom! And kills and, you know, has to, like... The way Shazam gets, I think his arm gets ripped off and then he's got a, like, uh, what do they call that? Shazam kamikaze to kill himself and take out a bunch of paradooms around him. It was brutal. Um, Batwoman gets ripped apart, I believe. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. And then the Nightwing shit, like, oof, that was brutal, right? How they wanted to, like, reprogram him. Uh, he died and then and then... Yet another generation of ghouls makes the mistake of going into the Lazarus pit or sending someone into the Lazarus pit. And another generation of Waynes, you know, I guess that's the Decamus version of Red Hood gone really wrong. Um, and Nightwing immediately is like demented. Yeah, that was messed up. Um, but I think it was a... It was a good way, if this is the project, which I did like, of showing us the worst of the worst of the DC universe. Um, I wouldn't want it for all of my versions. Like, I hope the next <laughs> Superman, Man of Tomorrow verse, uh, Justice Society World War II verse, I, I hope that that's a little brighter. Uh, and I think it already is, even though the fighting and action is really badass. It's modernized for sure. But I just do like that it's uh, it seems a little lighter than what this is. So this took it all the way. The, you know, Justice Dark Apocalypse War because this whole universe did have scenes or movies that were graphic and adult. Like, that was the tone of this whole universe. So, for this universe uh, and for the project of, of wrapping it all up with wiping everything clean for a Flashpoint, uh, giving us the worst of the worst, I did enjoy it because it's a good way of saying, once again, like, what happens to this character? Death. What happens to this character? Death. And... So yeah, going around and, and showing them get ripped apart, like, um, did I necessarily need to see all that? Maybe not, but it is also one of the only ways to wrap up all these characters in an hour and a half. I think that's the running time. It's like an hour and 27 minutes or something crazy. Super short uh, to, to cover all this and does it all without it feeling overstuffed. And that's probably an example of how you didn't make it feel overstuffed. Like, if you gave Batgirl a speaking part or whoever, you know, this is where I should shut up because it's like, how do you, uh, how would I have written all these characters in? You can't. So you kill them off or you somehow pay it off. Um, and that worked, I thought, for me. So that is it, guys, uh, for JL Dark Apocalypse War Q&A. This was a lot of fun on Instagram. Uh, thank you guys so much to everyone uh, who participated uh, all of you guys who joined us here on Instagram everyone who answered the Q&A answered the polls once again the audio from this will be on our DC animated movie show podcast please subscribe to the pod if you don't already we're on Apple Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts and again we are DC animated movie show don't forget about the DCAMS YouTube series you can find that show on our above and Batman Beyond YouTube channel uh, so please be sure to subscribe there as well so you don't miss an ep Speaking of DCAMs, uh, last few episodes we've been talking Aquaman in animation. I was talked about this in the beginning. Uh, first, we covered the recently released images of the upcoming HBO Max miniseries Aquaman King of Atlantis. And the last episode was from uh, our 10 minute or less audio video bite series on the YouTube channel. Again, that's above and Batman Beyond. Uh, last week, we covered 2015's Justice League Throne of Atlantis. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, first of all, go watch that. 
And again, all of the Dukamu is on HBO Max. So check out Throne of Atlantis. Um, check out those images. You won't be checking them out for long because if you're like most of us, they are hideous. Of the King of Atlantis show that is coming to HBO Max. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the animation doesn't look good for that. But yeah, if you're an Aquaman fan, last couple episodes all about the King of the Deep. And uh, please consider subscribing to the channel for that same episode in its original video form. Uh, as well as a bunch of other Decam vids on the channel. Just today, in fact, once again, we posted the podcast version of my review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, if you are a ZSJL fan or you just need to hear two hours of talking, I know, like, I always save listening to other people's reviews until I do my own review because I don't want to, like, subconsciously copy what other people say. Uh, so it's like my my tradition and my work ethic or whatever uh, work uh, you know, routine to do that. So like I was dying, bursting to hear somebody else talk about it. So I know the feeling, uh, I did a, essentially a part one. It's a full on review. It's an overview of all of my thoughts on the whole movie. It's a spoiler review. Uh, but it's such a big movie, obviously <laughs> that, uh, as I say in the review, it's like the biggest movie ever. So I go up to part five. So if you want, uh, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel and we're going to go live uh, tomorrow Wednesday and we're going to do like parts five six and the epilogue so we can cover more kind of beat by beat not beat by beat every single beat of a four-hour movie would be a 10-hour podcast but um just kind of my bullet points of the movie uh but yeah check out my review uh, that movie was I'm still like I can't stop talking about it there's just so much in there it wasn't perfect but good lord and I don't even call it a movie as I say in the review it's like if you just watch it like a mini series it's amazing um, and again, that was for our other podcast, just like the YouTube channel. We are above and Batman Beyond. So please, uh, please subscribe to that pod as well. You can find that show on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, again, today was our IG Q&A on Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Thanks beyond everyone who participated. Uh, 2020's Justice League Dark Apocalypse War is now streaming on HBO Max. Once again, along with the entire Dekamu, all 15 films. And they even have like a subcategory of it. They, they like show it to you the way Netflix will be like, you know, uh, you recently watched this or this is, you know, in your queue or whatever. There's a whole line of Decamu. Uh, uh, so for the pod listeners, if you don't already, please follow us on Instagram. Again, we are at Batman Beyond Media and be sure to join us for our next Q&A. Uh, and we also have an Instagram for the show itself. Follow us there as well. We are at DC Animated Movie Show. Thank you guys so much once again for participating. Um, I have been Benjamated. I have been Benjamin Animated. You think I'm done? I have been Benjamin. I almost said it again. I suck at ending these shows. I have been Benjamin David. Animated. We stand. There it is.